Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And I'm not going away with some dirty northern punts to spit all over me. If he spits over me, I'm Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtung Millwall. Yes, indeed, it's London calling, dear listeners around the world, around the globe, across the planet Earth. Welcome to a beautiful summer's day in South Bermondsey, sunny, warm, Mediterranean almost. The, uh, a gentle wind flaps the St George's Cross and the two roaring lions on the docker stand opposite me. My name is Nick Hart. Welcome, of course, to Actung Millwall, the number one Millwall podcast. Welcome to a new season. The teams are about to come out today for the Millwall versus Oldham fixture. Today's Millwall team, season opener, Jordan Archer in goal, Marlon Romeo, Byron Webster, Tony Craig and Shane Ferguson across the, the defence. Ferguson in for Joe Martin who sits on the bench today. Probably rusty, probably a little bit, a um, bit like myself speaking here, a little bit um, creaky. Haven't done it for a little while so I'm a little bit creaky and I apologise to you listeners if I sound a little bit rusty today. Across the midfield, Worrell, uh, David Worrell, new signing, don't know anything about him, what to expect. The Dynamo, Ben Thompson, the wand, Sean Williams, controversially in midfield. Aidan O'Brien on the uh, right side of, of the wing. Up front, the dynamic Gerard Lee Gregory, Steve Morrison. Gregory, of course, still here, despite rumours all summer of the, the glittering uh, bright lights of Rotherham, being, money being thrown at him from the, the, the Las Vegas of the north, Rotherham. So far, he's not been lured up there, but um, obviously if the money's right, then every club on the planet, apart from Real Madrid possibly, are selling clubs. Word on the street, of course, is that Oldham are a little bit of a, a, a scratch 11, held together with sellotape and bits of elastic band. Um, ten of them apparently making their, their, their debuts today. Um, must have financial problems of some sort, I don't know. But I'm always wary of rumours of um, teams that are being, uh, you know, hastily thrown together. They tend to perform quite well against me, of course. Early news from Dennis, I've managed to dribble some Fanta down my shirt. Not a cool start, listeners. But that's the first news of the new season, that Nick Hart has managed to dribble a bit of Fanta down his T-shirt. Mine's going to be attacking the away end. Oldham going towards the cold blow lane into the first half. Feels good to be back, got to be honest with you. What else are you going to do on a Saturday afternoon? Come on, going down Tesco's. I was nearly nearly dragged off to B&Q till I said to start the football season today. That's what lies in wait for you if you don't go football. Get yourself down to the ground in future, listeners. Otherwise, it's off to places like Londis, Little, B&Q. Away we go. Early ball forward for the red-shirted Oldham side. Ferguson hoofs it clear in his orange Daffy Duck style boots. Who's that? That's Williams also sports the Daffy Duck look of orange feet. Tony Craig, of course, um, we, we did the controversy last week on the, on the round table show about his inclusion in the playoff final. He starts today in central defence. I believe Hutchinson, is it David Hutchinson? Um, is injured today. So Craigie takes his place in central defence, club captain. Millman through and through, of course. It's his, it's his decision making at times that raises questions but we're not going to go on and on and on about that even though I am going on and on and on about it aren't I early attack for Lons is Romeo on the right hand side ball into the box Morrison takes it on the chest on the right hand side of the goal it's across the, uh, the, the six yard box slapped away by the goalkeeper 
Good early move from the Lions, one and a half, two minutes on the clock. Ground's filled out a little bit now. Um, hard to guess the crowd. The, the, the cold Docker Stadium looks about half full. Cold blow, three quarters full. I'm going to guess this side, the West Upper. West side probably about the same, so maybe a crowd of in the eight and a half, nine thousands. So Craig, the long free kick forward from inside the mill half, punted forwards, aiming at Steve Morrison. Gets his head to it, falls to Lee Gregory inside the box. Gregory just chips over the bar, three minutes gone. Second close call for Oldham inside three minutes. Unlucky there, Millwall. The old one-two, Morrison heads on to Gregory, who just chips it over. Tried to delicately place it over the goalkeeper, just looking at the replay here, tried to delicately place it over. The goalkeeper rather than blast it, when maybe blasting was the option, I don't know. It's easy for me to say, set up here on my fat Harris. Morrison now, he plays a 1-2, got Aidan O'Brien on the left-hand side. Brian, O'Brien tries to check and he just about retains possession, keeps it in play. Well done, Aidan. Eight minutes gone, back to Morrison now. We were looking dangerous every time they come forwards against a, an Oldham side that do look a little bit raggedy-taggedy, if that's such a word, expression. But you know what I mean by that word, don't you? That's a free kick conceded by Ben Thompson. Eight and a half minutes. Must run in the blood. My dear old nan used to do like things like make up words that didn't actually exist, but somehow some of the feeling, image, or moment into your mind. Kanky, cankery was her one for butter. But the butter had gone cankery, which meant it gone off in some respect. Uh, maybe it runs in the blood. Maybe it's in the DNA. My dear old nan's DNA down to myself, making up words that don't necessarily exist, but somehow. Put an image in your mind, raggedy taggedy Oldham so far as we approach the nine and a half minute ten mark, ten minute mark, nil nil. Ben Thompson on the edge of the Oldham penalty, there's a penalty surely. Tried to jink his way through from the throw in. Ben Thompson clipped as he's gone past two Oldham defenders, mill penalty on 11 minutes. Just if at first reaction when I saw it was penalty, and I think that's the right decision by the referee. Early chance for Lee Gregory, opening his scoring account, 28 was it last season? Big chance for number one for the new season. Here we go, Lee Gregory to take. 1-0, Millwall! 12 minutes on the clock. Put it to the keeper's right. Simple, straightforward penalty. The Lions lead it one to nothing. Just watching the penalty now, straightforward enough. Puts it to the right, the goalkeeper goes left. Gregory puts it to the right, low to the right-hand side. 1-0, Millwall. and the stewards in front of me. I don't know what someone's doing down there. Having a fag, won't put it out, some such, I don't know. Brought a drink in, don't know. There's about five stewards and a supervisor and a lot of um, twitching earlier on. I wonder what was going on. Early in the season, get yourself slung out of the den, isn't it? Ball forward there for Lee Gregory. He's got two defenders in front of him. Edge of the penalty area gets dispossessed at the last moment before he could pull the trigger. Mill looking rampant at the moment. This is Romeo now on the right-hand side. Coming forward in waves. Thompson now floats in a long cross wide left, <clears throat> finds Morrison. And that's um, second penalty, no. Um, spin and turn by Aidan O'Brien, fired into the old defender. It would have been a harsh penalty on the 26. Um, whether it hit his arms deliberately or accidentally, who can say? Not given as it is. 14 minutes gone. Still nothing happening. Still a lot of standing around by the stewards and a lot of standing up. And someone's having a conversation with someone in the middle of it all. Can't tell you much more than that at this moment. Big news, a team leader has arrived with two more security pods. Ball into the mill box, that's headed up, looped up, and Jordan Archer takes. Team leader's there, so we're all right, everything's going to be cool now. The team leader's coming down, number 43. Looks like security's withdrawing now for some reason. Cheerio, the fans are saying, I'm not sure it's not going to be the end of it. Rather distracting from Oldham's forward play, which is looking like 10 blokes who have only just met each other so far. Some of their balls, final balls have not been well executed and their passing has been astray. Romeo concedes a free kick, coming up for the 20th minute of the game. It's been milled totally dominant in all honesty in these, these opening 20 minutes. Oldham have not presented much in the way of um, forward play at all and have looked rather ragged in defence. Um, the Lions have taken their, their early chance, the penalty, and have missed a couple in the opening three minutes. So, so far, so good for the Lions as the 20-minute clicks past. Morrison sprays the ball wide right from inside the middle half. This is Marlon, Romeo, attacking down the right-hand side. He's got Warrow overlapping, he finds him. 
Marlon continues his run into the box. What can he do? He clips it back. That's a beautiful ball from Marlon Romeo on the run. 22nd minute, straight into the arms of the number one goalkeeper, the uh, lime-clad Oldham goalkeeper. That's a beautiful run and clip cross there by Marlon Romeo. That boy has talent. Shocking news off of Twitter in the week. Mirror football. Uh, Daddy Mirror football survey uh, claim that Chelsea are now the most hated club in England taking our crown away from us I think we're, we're, we're slacking lads if you're listening um, we are no longer the most hated club in England it seems to be Chelsea according to the Daily Mirror but we are the dirtiest team in the land um, I'm not sure where that's come from someone has made up surveys on Facebook or Twitter I guess Mansfield of all people are second dirtiest team in the land you dirty bastards must be based on disciplinary record last season I guess Strange expression, isn't it? Dirtiest team in the land. It puts a kind of a almost a sexual kind of connotation into it. Dirty bastard. Oh, you dirty cow. That kind of thing. Quality of Oldham's crossing has been awful so far. There's another ball into the mill boxes. Didn't get past Steve Morrison at the uh, near six yard line. 25 minutes approaches. They've shown very little fault going forwards. That's a quickly taken free kick by Morrison, but so quickly taken everyone else's brain hadn't caught up with his, his imagination there. With security incident seems to have died a natural death. I'm not sure what any of that was all about. Listeners, the security mob have withdrawn. No one got chucked out, which is good to see. Maybe good sense prevailed. I don't know. Neil Harris speaking to the news at Den in the week is confident that Lee Gregory will stay at the Den um, after the summer transfer window ends at the end of this month. Yes, was the Mill boss's without hesitation reply to news at Den as to whether Gregory will be still here come September. Yes, he said. Yes, yes, yes. He didn't say yes, yes, yes. I'm making that part up. This is Oldham on the attack. 26 minutes. That's a poor ball backwards. Concedes to Worrell. Who plays a lovely ball forward over the top to Lee Gregory. He's probably pulled a touch further left than he really would have wanted. Gregory just on the left-hand side of the penalty area now. Jinking in front of the Oldham defender. He finds Ben Thompson at the edge of the box. Thompson's shot is deflected wide. The middle corner as a 26-minute ticks past. Beautiful over-the-top ball by David Worrell there, listeners. That's going to be something we're going to be looking out for in the future, if that's what he's capable of. I like the look of that. Good moment. So it's a middle corner, right-hand side. Oh, one arm raise. That's headed back by Steve Morrison. Punched around the left-hand side post by the goalkeeper. Another middle corner. Worrell again to take. Looks like he's a man with a few tricks up his sleeve. There's a ball backwards. He's aiming at Byron. It hits the back of... I thought we hit the back of Steve Morrison's head. The crowd said handball. I'll go with a crowd. That was handball. I thought we hit the back of uh, Morrison's head there. The ball bobbing around inside the Oldham box again. We will retain possession each time he gets cleared. This is uh, Williams. 1-2 there with Steve Morrison. Williams inside the box there. It falls to Lee Gregory on the edge of the six-yard box. Can't get it back to Aiden O'Brien. Oldham run it clear. Beautiful tackle there by Sean Williams in midfield. Earned applause. A lot of people take the piss out of him, but if he can raise the work rate side of his game, like we said on the uh, round table show last week, or like I said on the round table show last week, I believe he's got the passing range and ability to be a real difference maker in midfield for us. Mills backup goalkeeper today, of course, is Tom King rather than David Ford, who has moved on on loan, season long loan to Portsmouth in League Two. I want to send my personal best wishes to David Ford, who I think has been a fantastic servant to the club. I know that he had a bit of a breakdown in form last season, but that was very much not the big picture for David Ford and his career at Millwall. Um, he's moved on, probably for the best for him at his, his stage of his career. He needs first-team football. He weren't going to get it here with Jordan Archer in such commanding form, commanding stature here. Tom King is our backup, but Neil Harris speaking to the uh, the ever-present news at Den. I do flog there, so I don't know if it's the news. Uh, the news at Den has said that they are looking, we are looking for a replacement backup goalkeeper in case um, Archer takes a bit of a tumble. Is Worrell, right-hand side, he jinks past his man, floats the ball in. This is Aidan O'Brien, this is Thompson on the far post. Go for a corner, just couldn't work the space for a near-post shot. Going to be a middle corner on 31. Falls to Gregory, Gregory can't, can't retain it, that was Craig. I was stuck for words for a moment. I did say I was rusty, ball back into the box, trying to find Morrison. Sometimes the words get stuck in your head. And I haven't done this for a few months, dear listeners. And you get a bit sticky. You get a bit jammed up. It's my time of life. Come on. Beautifully threaded ball. There's a shot from distance from Aiden O'Brien on 32 minutes. Beautifully threaded little passing move there. Long distance shot, probably about 25 yards. An ambitious shot. But I want to see Aiden O'Brien be ambitious. I think the boy's got it within him to take on these um, creative moments. 
I was watching, me, me and my wife have got into watching Masters of Photography on Sky Arts. Not often on a football pro podcast you're going to mention this show, but fuck it, it's my show, my rules, my gaff. Now we're watching Masters of Photography and there's an Italian master photographer and he said there's only to be creative you have to take risks and I like that creative risk there from Aidan O'Brien. You don't get anywhere, said my Italian photographer, unless you take risks and you push the boundaries. That's what I want to see Aidan O'Brien do this season, push his own personal boundaries because I think he's got it but when he plays it safe when he tries to play conventionality probably he's not going to be so good that was a good shot there a good effort by Aiden more of the same please Mr O'Brien Gregory does a fantastic take and turn there finds Morris who chips from distance Ooh, over the bar just outside the centre circle fantastic take and turn by Lee Greggs feeds Morrison who instinctively chips the goalkeeper from distance Almost made it, about a yard over in the event, but that was a fantastic moment. Steve Morrison's probably been watching Masters of Photography, like me and my missus. All over the top, finds Lee Gregory, takes on the chest. Gregory gets penalised. Oh, was offside. Offside. Even though Gregory fired it into the net from distance. Fantastic work by Steve Morrison, beats his man, keeps it in play, just. Back to Aidan O'Brien, this is inside the box now, that's Sean Williams, couldn't get a clean header on the 39th minute. Beautiful, beautiful work by Steve Morrison on the left-hand side to work across out of very little there. Blood out of a stone there to get that cross in, but he achieved it. An Oldham attack here, it breaks down again. I'm just a little bit wary of Oldham, they, they've looked very little, put very little in the way of resistance up in this first half. When they have come forwards, they've not shown an awful lot. But at 1-0, you do get a little bit itchy and scratchy when the opposition, the, the not very vaunted opposition, come forwards. As it is at the moment, their final ball's breaking down. But if one of those final balls does not break down, then uh, there's every chance of an equaliser from, from a team that's shown very little. So it's an Oldham free kick, right-hand side, 41 and a half minutes. All floated into the near post. It's glanced headed across the mill box there. Cleared as in the end by Worrell. Not a moment, just a little flutter. Flutter. This is um, not a handball there, surely. No, referee's not given that. A handball on the Oldham man there as the ball's cleared. Free kick for Oldham. Byron Rebs have been penalised for something too far away to really give you much on it. 43 minutes. It's going to be an opportunity for Oldham here. It's a dead ball situation just outside the mill box. Probably about, uh, what's that, about 25 yards. Here we go. If they get anything from this, it'd be totally against the run of the first half play. But since when did that make a difference? The man takes the kick from distance, wide of the left-hand side of the post. I thought for one awful moment it had gone in the net there, but it actually went wide of the left-hand post. I think Archer probably had that covered. I'm going to watch the replay as I'm talking to you. He kind of chips the ball up and over the uh, wall. Three minutes at the end of the first half. Mill's main thing here at the moment is to stay awake. Um, it's a warm day. Um, Oldham haven't shown a huge amount. They've just got to stay switched on defence. last few minutes have shown a worrying few little uh, opportunities for Oldham just to get the ball into the danger zone. Nothing has come from it, but it's just a question of staying switched on, in my opinion. Shot from distance there, straight at Jordan Archer. He collects comfortably enough. Wind seems to have picked up slightly. It might cool it down at pitch level. I don't know. The flag's probably standing prouder a little bit in the, in the breeze. Still a very warm day out there, though. Regular drinks breaks through that course of that first half. Ball flick forward. This is Lee Gregory just inside the Oldham box. It's falls to um, Steve Morrison, whose shot is deflected over for a mill corner. Probably about one minute, one and a half minutes to go of this overtime at the end of the first half. It's going to be Worrell's look dangerous this first half, in my opinion. On the right-hand side, floats it into the box. Falls to Tony Craig. as 2-0! Volley shot inside the six-yard box by Aidan O'Brien, who punches his chest, punches his badge, and does a kind of a swooning motion in celebration of the second goal right on the stroke of half-time. Beautifully chested down by uh, Tony Craig, fell into the path of Aidan O'Brien, who follows it home from close 2-0 Millwall. Let's watch it on the replay. Worrell, um, dangerous looking player to hold that first half in my opinion floats the cross in, it falls to Tony Gregg who chests it and then uh, vol uh, to, to O'Brien who volleys it home just outside the six yard box, fairly central 2-0 to the Lions uh, that's a fair reflection of the first half in my opinion, that's good like. 
Fez, he ended a very comfortable first half of Mildon. One or two moments towards the end of the uh, proceedings where Oldham were just in danger of um, pressing forwards a little bit more. But overall, I make that a very routine workout for the Lions in the, in, in the uh, summer heat. Um, Oldham haven't presented much in the way of opposition, that's for sure. And there will be better teams yet to face in this league. But as a starting point, as an opening day um, half-time scoreline, we would take 2-0 all day long. Um, Danger men have been David Worrell on the right hand side. Good to see. Up front, Steve Morrison and, of course, Lee Gregory. A good, a good score also for Aidan O'Brien. It'd be nice to see him getting amongst the goals this season overall. You're listening to Achtung Millwall. tired of having no voice at Millwall? Then why not join the AMS, the Association of Millwall Supporters? The AMS is an independent fan group, meaning they're not directly affiliated with the football club, and therefore they aim to truly represent the fans' best interests. To join the AMS, visit the ams.co.uk, or if you're on Twitter, go to at a underscore m underscore s underscore group and they will be happy to answer your inquiries. Meine Damen und Herren, Achtung, Milwei. A few half-time tweets here for you listeners. Mark Litchfield says relatively comfortable half bar the minute before we scored. Well, I agree with that, Mark. Uh, he says, Nick a third goal quickly and we'll run away with this game with ease. Grumpy McGrimmis says that's as comfortable half of football as I've seen. We should push on two or three more here. John Kelly, uh, set of news at Den, says Mill playing like a side who know their roles after a year of Harris working with them. Oldham with 10 new players look the opposite. They do look the opposite to that, uh, John. I do, I do agree with you there, mate. Um, Maybe there's, there's something in that side that will, uh, they can work on, but when they have gone falls towards the end of the half, they showed a little bit, a little bit of something, but mostly they've looked uh, raggedy-taggedy, to use my old nan's made-up word again. Johnny Suntan says, when will Harris work out that the Ferguson-O'Brien combo on the left doesn't work? Both looking totally clueless. Um, well, as they say in American sports, John, sun, uh, scoreboard, dude, scoreboard. Not sure about that, John, I'm going to be honest with you. I, th I think we, we've looked comfortable today. I, I do uh, agree that Oldham have not, not shown us much, but um, I think that was harsh by the aforesaid Mr Suntan. Wembley Stadium wants me to watch on Periscope FC Barcelona arriving at Wembley. They can fuck off. I do not give a shit about FC Barcelona, Wembley or any, any uh, Liverpool or any, uh, any international champions tournament. This is the real deal down there. This is real football. This is all that I care about. And you listeners, because you're tuned into this show, so you're the same as me. Tax67 says, whoever kidnapped Sean Williams over the summertime, please return him. The double out there is too good. I think he's done well today, uh, Tax. I've got to be honest. Um, he seems to have upped his work rate. He must have taken on board the critiques of the uh, West Lower. Um, and maybe he's raised his game a little bit. Let's hope so, because I, I hope it works out for the point. Steve Turner says, Millwall FC start the season with a cracker. As Gregory opens on 12 minutes, come on you Lions playing with pride and passion, says Steve. Omar Ronane says he's not getting carried away, as it's Oldham, only Oldham, but the perfect half to start the season. Confidence for the team, more of the same, says Omar. The Friends of Southwark Park has posted that Millwall must be winning because they heard the roar of the Lions from Southwark Park SE16. Nice post, I like that one. Millwall Brazil finally nails it, who says, Worrell, much precision in the corners, ha ha. Nicely put, Millwall Brazil. Today's official attendance, incidentally, posted by Millwall FC official site is 9,787. 312 Oldham fans, I can't remember, I think I said 8,500, 9,000, so about 1,000 out, so... Take my, my take this whole show one big pinch of salt, dear listeners. One, in fact, one big dollop of sacks of salt. Interesting substitution for the second half. I know we're comfortably ahead. Maybe, maybe Gregory's being rested for some reason that we we mortals can know nothing of. Um, Joe Martin's come in. He, I know he's been rested for um, a couple of friendly games. Played a, a half of football I read on was it Dartford at Dover the other night. Um, so anyway, slotted into left back role. 
Ferguson pushes further forwards, and that's going to be it's Morrison and O'Brien's the front two. What do we read into that? Is, is there an offer on the table as Rotherham's bright lights finally switched to turn Lee Gregory's head? I don't know. We had an early corner for Millwall, 45 minutes and 20 seconds in. Conspiracy theorists do your worst. There's Warrell with a corner, floats across the box. That's 3 0. Who's that at far post? Is that Webster? It ran across the old and six yard box like it was on a Sunday morning stroll, going to church with a maiden arm to have cucumber sandwiches perhaps and a cup of tea en route. And it finally fell to, I believe it's Webster, I can't see, looks like it's big man, must be Webster. Let's have another look on the, on the, uh, the old replay. So Warrell's corner comes in, it trickles across that penalty area, no one changed, it looks like Webster slots in at the far post for 3-0. Brian Ron Webster. Some friendly advice being given by the Millwall home fans to the uh, 312 travelling Oldham supporters. They might as well make the move now, basically, in so many words. Might as well shoot off now, catch the early train home. This one's all over and done with. 3 0, I think it is. It's tough on them. If they are uh, you know, a, a newly assembled group of players making their debuts, then um, it was never going to be easy coming to a place like this, was it? Um, they've certainly shown that on occasions today. They've also not looked too bad in moments, so there's something for their manager to build on. Opportunity for Millwall to have a field day. is a lovely little jink from Steve Morrison seeking out uh, you know, Brian for the central roll now, just over his head. 47 and a half minutes gone. We've got a special guest on the show now. What's your, what's your name? Darren. Darren. Nice to meet you, Darren. What's the score? Three. Three. That's right, Darren got the score right. Three nil. Well done, Darren. Millbock ball at the box, bobbing around. <laughs> there we are. Darren's taking an interest in my microphone, listeners, at the moment. This is Marlon running forwards. Don't touch it, Darren. She makes a funny sound, otherwise. Ball through, trying to find Morrison. Free kick. Crowd Baver, uh, I guess a yellow. Didn't see the internet. I was too concerned with Darren touching the, uh, the top of the microphone and the sound quality that might, or the lack of, that might come your way. I made a friend here in Darren. Coming towards the 60th minute of the game. Mill lead it 3-0. Game has a very relaxed vibe going on right now. As you would expect, three goals to the good on a very warm day. Almost got like a friendly atmosphere now inside the ground. We're just backing off the Oldham forwards now. There's a ball forwards at 28. He tries to get a header on that. That's floated over the top of the crossbar for no great harm. Uh, Mill just stepping back a little bit. I, I guess you can understand that. Although professionally you can't be endorsing it, can you? 62 minutes gone. Um, maybe it's just a general air of relaxation at the moment. It's a very August opening day kind of feeling to the ground at the moment. You know what I mean by all that, don't you? Lazy, hazy, crazy days of summer. Pretzels, soda pop and beer, that kind of feeling, you know? Beautiful day. The old cell chip um, incinerator for waste disposal is... Um, like, like marble, white marble against a clear blue sky, just a few dotted white clouds amongst above the Bermondsey Vista. Almost like um, as if the ancient Greeks were to design a, a blast furnace to generate power from people's throwaway rubbish. Imagine that, that's what you've got here above the den. Beautiful day. Nicely cleared moment by Joel Narcher. The um, Oldham 18 was, was put through, it was a 50-50 shot and, and uh, Archer didn't flinch on the, uh, the run out to clear it the, I think the uh, 18 flinched more than Archer did there but as it was it was cleared with some comfort and with authority on 65 minutes Lions very much in control probably biggest danger now is um, that we switch off entirely and concede a sloppy goal for Oldham give them a, give them a glimmer of hope they, they at the moment have no hope as Mill switched off Oldham have probably looked more dangerous than they truly are um, they've certainly come forward in the last 10 minutes or so with more intent than they showed in much of the game. Uh, Mill retain their free goal lead, but as it stands at the moment, Mill looking very much the relaxed um, side on their uppers, and Oldham looking hungrier for something. If they get one goal, they'll probably start to just dream a little dream. As the Oldham A team goes to the box, he's put it wide. Moments opportunity there, the, the ball fell to him after some um, slack defensive play by Millwall, in all honesty. It fell to him just on the kind of left-hand side of the middle penalty area. He had a chance of a shot, let's watch some replays, I'm talking to you. And he's managed to angle it past, probably about a yard. I think Archer had it covered, but he managed to put it a yard wide of that far right post. 78 minutes. <laughs>
opportunity for Greg Wilde to come into, into the mix for Shane Ferguson. Greg Wilde sounds like a kind of 1960s pop star, doesn't it? Marty Wilde, Greg Wilde. Marty Wilde's um, grandparents used to live in Blackheath. I managed the estate back in the day. Oh, blimey, I'd forgotten about this episode of my life. His um, granddad used to live in Blackheath. And I was managing for Greenwich Council at the time, Marty Wilde, father, of course, of Kim Wilde, whom I fancied somewhat in the, in the 80s, as I'm sure older listeners will, will, will have done too. And um, it turns out his uh, nan and granddad lived in, in Blackheath and they had pictures of Kim on a cycle. There you are. I've mixed with the rock and roll elite in my time, Dennis's, but now I mix with you via the miracle of this podcast. Anyway, Greg Wilde sounds like he could be uh, playing with Marty Wilde in The Wild Men. Marty Wilde and The Wild Men, including Greg Wilde on bass guitar. 81 minutes, 82 gone. This is Worrell into the mill, into the Oldham box, across the uh, box, fired in. It gets it back again. It's chipped across the penalty area, trying to find... Uh, who's that? Ben Thompson, I think, at the far post. Goes off for a goal kick. So much hurrah from the Mill crowd. Early days, I'm not sure Fred is staking a claim at the moment, dear listener, but long way to go in the season yet, so we won't draw too hasty a conclusion. Here's Ben Thompson, edge of the penalty, his shot on goal, taken, kind of dipping shot, taken uh, comfortably up by the goalkeeper in the event. Coming up towards the last few seconds of the first, uh, the second half now, listeners. There is 3-0, final whistle. Comfortable workout for the Lions overall, it's got to be said. Um, Oldham didn't really put up uh, much of a fight worth the name. They came into it more in the second half when Mill were very much uh, stepping off the gas. Uh, very, very routine workout, routine win for Mill, but one very welcome. 3-0 in the event. My man of the match today, Steve Morrison up front, made himself available, did the work all game. Also special mentions for um, David Worrell on the wing. I thought it stood out. Otherwise, good team performance. Um, defensively, perhaps a little bit rusty in places. 3-0 for the Lions. Familiar tune playing behind me. We're going to take a little break and then we'll be back after this message with Mr. Harry Warren. Meine Damen und Herren, Achtung, Milwei. Big welcome on the show. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Mr. Harry Warren, welcome back after the summer break, Harry. Yeah, it's good to be back, isn't it? <laughs> it, it is. It is. Um, we were just saying off air, that was probably the most routine win I, I can't think of one like it actually it was it, it was almost um emailed in in some ways wasn't it by Millwall it was it was that easy yeah it was a bit like uh it's a bit like a summer pre-season friendly against lower league opposition at times it was uh, it was a walk in the park I mean Ben Thompson and Sean Williams I think the first 20 minutes sort of had as much time and space as they could ever want in any game in yeah. any league in any division kind of thing it was 
it was unbelievable at times. It was a very odd game. I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, we'll take the win, as we were just saying. We'll take the win. We'll take the three points because it's a, a fantastic start to the new season. But just not sure how much we can take out of the game. I mean, uh, Oldham were very poor. I mean, I don't think there's any other way to put it. They, I heard they were um, must have financial trouble. There were ten players making debuts for them today, and they did look like a, a group of strangers to each other, didn't they? They, they looked that that disparate. Yeah, they looked like uh, if you think back a few years, they remind me of Millwall under Nigel Spackman when we had like <laughs> that bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nine, <laughs> nine different players played in seven positions all at once. Apparently, but yeah, they were uh, they were shocking, really. I mean, we dominate them. You can only beat who turns up and who, who who turns out against you, and that's what we had to do today. And I thought we approached the first half in. Um, well, mostly in, the, in in exactly the right manner. I mean, the penalty was nailed on penalty for me. I was I was sitting close to that end, and I think it was Thompson um, broke into the Oldham penalty and got clipped. And in the moment, I said penalty. I hadn't seen it since, but I, I felt it was a, it was the correct decision and and very nicely put away by Lee Gregory. Yeah, I mean, I felt it was a penalty. I felt he got fouled sort of twice in the build up. To be fair, he sort of wriggled through two or three players, and then. I mean the one the the one that probably there was the least contact there, but the bloke's put his leg there and yeah. fair play to Ben, he's gone down, which, which anyone would. Yeah, and uh, exactly. and he's won the penalty. I mean, Lee Gregory gets up and he's got one. He only needs twenty six to level last season. <laughs> uh, there was a couple of chances, a couple of chances before that. I think Gregory was put through from a ball over the top, and I think it was Worrell who, who put the ball over for him, and he, he just nipped, nipped it over the bar. But every chance and every goal, as he got in, in uh, at the penalty, I thought that's, that's added value going on Lee's price. And I had this kind of vision of um, some big fat Rotherham-based chairman, like you know, on the phone making a, a bid for two million now, as as because he was making some quite um, imaginative runs, Gregory. And I thought that's adding value to his, you know, his transfer move minute by minute as that half wore on. Yeah, let's let's hope he's not going. Uh, I want to make that very clear because oh. I don't think we're going to buy a. No. Two million pound is fuck all for him, and that is that is uh, just the position we're in with him. But I think he, he is class at this level. Would he be class at another level? You know, he only really had one season with Holloway, which I don't think is really fair no. to judge him on now no, with the I benefit agree. of last season. I agree. Um, but you know, is he? To be fair, I mean, football's gone mad, and the value of how much people are willing to spend on players. Absolutely. You know? um, so why are we only getting that amount for him? I know we only paid two hundred and fifty grand for him, but you I know. think I think Halifax get a slice of any any sale on sale uh, value for him. But I agree absolutely. I, I, I mean, I thought he looked quality again, with the caveat that Oldham were very poor, but. You know that's that's who turned out against us. But every time Gregory came near the ball in the first half, we we looked dangerous, didn't we? Um, some beautiful balls forward to feed him, of course, which is is going to be key for him if he does go up north back to one of these other clubs. I mean, we we our team almost geared up now to serving up Morrison, serving up Gregory with the right kind of service, and that they they take full advantage. You might not get that somewhere else. No, I don't. I don't think he'll get it in a lower echelon um, championship no. side. I think he's. You know, um, I know Kenny Jacket isn't at Wolves anymore, but he is the kind of player that Wolves could... I mean, Jeb Wallace, obviously, I expect he's in the worst Wolves first team. If he's not, um, we'll have him. Um, but uh, <laughs> if you want to spring that one in, we'll do a swap deal if you want, because I'm pretty sure Morrison would get 26 with uh, the service that Absolutely. we look like we're going to have now. Um, but Morrison seems to have gained... Ten yards of pace from somewhere. I don't. I don't know where he's found that over the summer. But anger, anger at that captain's armband thing. He's used that as a fuel to motivate himself for the new season. I think. Yeah, rocket up his ass <laughs> is the other one. Yeah, that that, that one maybe. Um, yeah, I don't know. We we looked. You know, as we said, it's hard, it's hard to judge, but they look fit. I mean, Tony Craig Absolutely. looks fit. I've yeah. got to give Tony Craig. Uh, credit. I mean, when he walked off the pitch at, at Wembley, I thought that might have been the end of his Millwall career kind of thing, but he looked like he hasn't had a summer off, if that makes sense. Not that he's the world's best player, but he's got that, as, no. as we know, he's, he's limited, but he looked fitter and he looked more 
like a centre half. Probably the first time I've actually seen him look like a centre half since he's played at centre half. If that makes sense, it was more than good enough today, Harry, wasn't he? I mean, you know, as we keep saying, that they weren't Olden didn't didn't present much today, but I thought Craig and Webster um, were more than ample to handle what what Olden could bring to the party today. I like the look of Marlon Romeo. I thought he turned in a good shift in in, in the right back position. Um, Joe Martin came into the game in the second half. Um, I think Ferguson pushed further forwards, and he did look rusty. I think I think um, as the game wore on, we were taking our foot increasingly off that gas pedal, and I just think that we looked a little bit creaky as the as the second half proceeded, albeit with a three goal lead. So, you know, you're entitled to uh, ease up a little bit at that stage, perhaps. Yeah, I think I don't know. I haven't seen much of pre season, so I don't know whether or not Martin's still not fully fit after getting injured at Wembley or, or, or so on. I mean, Wembley really weren't that long ago. No. Um, so I, I don't know whether he's fit. I mean, I thought it was strange that we were playing Ferguson at left-back anyway, because I don't really... I think Ferguson's best position for Millwall is at left midfield. Meine Damen und Herren, Achtung, Millwall. It was a, it was a strange um, first half. I thought we were dominant um, without probably taking full clinical advantage of it, Harry. I mean, I know we got the, the second goal was kind of the killer goal in some respects, wasn't it? Right in the stroke of half time, but I just thought we were a little bit of danger letting it slide slightly as, as that first half wore on. Yeah, I mean, I think we were, had a lot of chances and well, we were creating a lot of chances, and we were almost trying to walk the ball in at, at points in the first half. We looked very Arsenal-like, yeah. of sort of passing it around the area. I think uh, we had a couple of chances where we could have shot when we got to the back post. Or I think Thompson had a chance. and I, I mean, there were so many chances in sort of the first half an hour. We could have been four or five nil up going in at half time. It was that dominant. Yeah. And as you said, the second half, we were sort of, as soon as the third went in, I think less than a minute after, it felt like a minute after half time. We, uh, I don't know what time it was, but it was, as, soon it was, as Webster, yeah. Webster got that goal, it was, all right, well, We'll get the flip flops on. They can learn that. <laughs> they, the they can. They can learn how to. They can learn who they're passing to. First name, and, and we'll just sort of have a fitness test for everyone who's not quite there yet. Uh, it was. It was odd. I mean, the, the second goal killed it. Really, I, I, I was a bit itchy um, getting towards half time at one nil. I thought. I'd, um, I said in my my match comments, you know, that I, I, I felt we could have pressed on and got more, and we were looking at half time at one nil at that stage. And I thought, I don't know, this is where games get away from you slightly, you know, because I only needed a set piece. And I had a couple of chances, Oldham, actually, from set pieces where they went close, and that's all it takes sometimes. But the second goal killed it. Nice finish by Aidan O'Brien um, from a chest down, I think, wasn't it, from Tony Craig? Uh, I wish I could comment, but I was in the myriad of the East Lowers uh, <laughs> queue for water. This is, uh, <laughs> this is why you tune into this show, listeners, for this kind of in-depth analysis. <laughs> Did you I, get your water, Harry? <laughs> I, it, I only took me two minutes before the end of the half-time interval. Uh, yeah, we were, we were, <laughs> we were a bit uh, understaffed in the East Lower today. Listeners will want to know if it was chilled to your, to your precise temperature. Uh, no, it was roasting fucking hot as if it sat out all summer long. But there, there we go. Uh, what, what else do you expect from the brilliant service of the Millwall catering? Nothing stuff? else. Nothing else. No, it was, it was a nice chest down from Craig. Um, balled into the box. I think it was a corner um, from um, Worrell, who I thought looked dangerous throughout the first half. Um, I was quite impressed by um, it David Worrell. Um Greg Worrell. Greg, Greg Worrell, I don't know. It's a funny thing because the, um, the kind of job that I do, I manage blocks of flats and donkeys years ago, there was one of my kind of enemies in, in, in life was a bloke called Worrell and he lived in Lee Green. And every time I see da- Greg David Worrell now, I've got this vision, this, he had a kind of crooked leg, this bloke, and he used to love to come out and abuse me when I was on the estate. I've got the vision of Worrell, Mr Worrell coming out. I do hope you don't listen to the show. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, it was a it was a Worrell corner. I thought he looked very dangerous. The the Millwall Worrell, um, chested down by Tony Craig and slammed home very nicely by Aidan O'Brien, uh, and that really gave us a bit of um, comfort at half time. And then the third goal, which was literally seconds. Did you was you back from the um, the water water cooler by that stage? Yes, Harry? I was. I was back in my <laughs> in my proper seat. I, I was back to uh, watch Webster slide in. Because that was an odd goal. The, the ball seemed to trickle across the six-yard box whilst everyone stood and watched it. I mean, I, I wouldn't be happy if I was the older manager without defending, I've got to say. 
No, but then I suppose he's, he's not <laughs> I very happy. happy. <laughs> I wouldn't be happy yeah, generally. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have been happy coming to Millwall on the first day of the season and getting beat 3-0. Normally teams turn up here and beat us 6-0 on the first day of the season. It, traditionally, traditionally. So 3-0, game over pretty much at that stage. And I think everyone accepted it was it was just a, like a nice warm afternoon, wasn't it, in the sun and... Um, you know, everyone uh, was was there just to kind of not get injured and, and knock the ball around. Conspiracy theorists will wonder why Lee Gregory left the game at half-time. Um, I, I was speculating it was uh, maybe not to over-impress any, any potential buyers ahead of the uh, the end of the August deadline, but um, it didn't seem to have had a knock, it didn't, and he looked pretty fit. So it's just a curious move at half-time, wasn't it? I have to admit, my brother called it perfectly. Um, mm. He did go... He did come off when we had a water break. He was moaning of a muscle problem. Was he? And uh, okay. I've heard Neil Harris say that he was taken off because he's carrying a knock or an infection in his foot. Um, I'm not sure how true that is, but uh, I believe Lee Gregory is injured. There was no sort of £2.5 million pound bid at half time and he got come in. But uh, yeah, so apparently he's injured and he won't play Tuesday. Damn you with you and your logical explanations. I was preferring my conspiracy theory that the the, 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 the price was ever increasing like a TV game show and that's why I had to be withdrawn. What would what would you take for him? What what would you find an acceptable oh, amount for him? It's every player's got their price, Harry. I mean we, we have to be honest and realistic here. I know that you know we, we are selling twenty five goals though, because I and I think today's first half showing says what Lee Gregory can achieve in, in League One this season. So his price for Millwall would be whatever it would take to replace a League One striker that's capable of getting the same amount of goals. I don't know what that is. It's got to be, it's got to be two plus million. I would expect. I mean, I don't think it's worth quoting city prices, but um, or we we can't expect city prices. But that said, I, I would if if somebody would say two and a half million, I can't see us resisting that. I can't see the player resisting it, Harry. Can you? Uh, I can't. I think two and a half million is the lowest I'd probably take. Or I'd probably take less with other clubs seems to sell players and they get sort of quality. Uh, well, they get, they get quality and they get a brilliant kind of deal where if they go on to bigger and better things, i.e. he was to get bought by, I don't know, somebody else going to the Premier League or whatever next season for silly money in the championship. Yeah. We'd get sort of another 25 percent or something like that or 10 percent or whatever, which to Millwall is a lot of money. Another hundred grand is probably the wage budget for a quarter of the season or something silly like that. You know, we've got a... It's a long-term well, thing when you lose. I mean, you know, I'll, it's I'll like the, as good as 25 goals. The balance for me is um, Morrison and Gregory is a killing goal machine in League One. I mean, we, we know what they did last season. I see absolutely no reason based on today's show to not to expect something similar from them without heaping pressure on them. I, there's no reason why they can't do that again this season. So therefore, between those two players, and Morrison contributes a lot to that 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 double act. But there's how many goals in those two players? There's 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 a, somewhere between thirty and forty goals in that in that combination. Um, the problem for me would be that Aidan O'Brien certainly finished well. You know the chance he had in um, at the end of the first half. Is he a natural replacement for Lee Gregory if we let him go? Probably, probably not. Not quite to the same level. Would Would you agree with that, Harry? I I, I wouldn't put him quite in the same category as Lee Gregory in, in goal scoring terms. Uh, if I was going to play anyone other than Gregory, I'd play Philpot. Philpot. So there's a there's a there's a there's a uh, there's a message in there. Um, the other player that they'd been talking about over the the course of the sun was Fred, and I was interested to see Fred come into the game at about seventy minutes um, to see what he could do, chance for him to impress. And I didn't think he really took that chance. If I'm going to be brutally honest, um, he didn't really get many chances, but the opportunity he did get seemed to go awry for him. And that's almost the Fred story in some ways at Mill, isn't it? He seems to have been. It's almost got a Marquis level of ability to go out to other places and do well but not where it counts at the den. Um, and I'm not sure he's a replacement for Lee Gregory either up front. No, I don't I don't understand him playing. Sort of, it's the same with Philpot, really. What I'm saying is you'd have to change how you played. We couldn't just lump balls up towards no. Morrison. And <clears throat> you'd have to play nice maybe in the kind of sort of Holloway kind of style of playing mm. Millwall-esque of passing the ball, Fred getting in behind or Philpot with his pace getting in behind. You'd have to do that. It kind of probably works against a nice, a big lumpy side where you can pass in between them. But 
we're yeah. not we're not geared up to play that way no. anymore. So no, I mean, it's, it's a like... bit. It's unfair. It's it's unfair kind of to judge people. Like, I I find it hard to judge people like Fred um, the same as I judge other players, which probably is not fair. But you've got to imagine. I think we've gone from having no youth academy where we didn't blood players young enough, mm. and they're a bit kind of they're stuck in a catch twenty two. They're not going to take. Someone who's unproven. Someone's not going to take Fred on loan no. when they could get someone probably cheaper or someone easier to loan and not expect to start every week. So I I, I don't know where we're kind of. We've got all these youngsters coming through, and some of them probably are going to blow up and cold. But it's a nice position to be in, kind of thing to have our own players rather than a load of shit fifty-year-old oh, Rob Hulse. Taylor Taylor Fletcher Hulse. The kind of and the, the Meyer Hoffers and the Hoffer Meyer, whatever his fucking name was. Well, um, you, you, I mean, he was your personal favourite, wasn't <laughs> the Hoff? Yes, he was by some distance the the worst player I've ever seen in a Millwall shirt. What I, about Bob Peters? I, I, no, Peters. In fairness to him, Peters. In fairness to him, had more control. He didn't have the physical presence, but he had more. He, he had something to his game. Meyer Hoffer had nothing. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> How do we get on to him? Um, Gregory, no, I, I think Millwall have to think hard. I mean, I, I think the price will be right at some point if it gets to two million or two million plus. I think the club will find it hard to resist. I think Lee Gregory would find it hard to resist because he gets a slice of that action, doesn't he? So um, it would find it hard. He's going to be going back up home north, up 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 to where you know uh, the nights are dark and long. But that's where he comes from, and. I think that if it gets towards the point, you know, anything over two million probably would tempt everyone's. Um, but that's the problem from the Mill point of view is we don't have any immediately available obvious replacement. We can probably develop the likes of Phil Pot and Twardek into the role, but it's going to be treading water. I think I posted it on Twitter today, Harry. It's it will feel a bit like a developmental season when we should be pressing ahead. Yeah, I think so. I mean, unless we're going to actually break. I mean, to be fair, if we get two million pound, can we spend one point one million or one million just so Paul Goddard is erased from Millwall history? <laughs> Depends who we sign for it. Cause, oh, fuck it. We can sign the offer a million pound. We'll probably get to... Goddard back. <laughs> one point one million. There's got to be. There's got to be somebody out there lower down in in some football where we can take I mean to be fair it gives us the opportunity to go and get another Gregory from non-league if there is one if there uh, is and one. that's the that's the only that's the only plus point I don't think Aris would waste the money whereas other managers in the past have wasted money when we've got money for Kale or yeah. Reed or Neil you know in the recent past there's there's a plan with Harris. There's not everything's done for a reason there's not we needed whip so we've now got whip you know there's yeah. not there's not no, the money doesn't seem to be wasted. We've got rid of Ford's wages, or at least a percentage of them. You know, there's a everything's done for a reason. I mean, the, the, the way the team is set up, and we saw it um, quite clearly today. We, we are a four-four-two, Harry. We've got Worrell um, and Wild, um, whatever his name is, David Wild, Greg Wild, Marcy Wild. I don't know. Um, when he came in, these are wingers, proper wingers, and they're going to get the ball into the box for Steve Morrison to head down to somebody. Now, that could be, we hope, Lee Gregory. We want it to be Lee Gregory, but it's going to be, need to be somebody capable of finishing those kinds of chances. So uh, we may have those players. It may be that Philpot, I mean, you've you've mentioned him already. Um, you know, we haven't seen an awful lot of him, have we? Um, we the other name is Twardek that um, keeps getting, you know, pushed around as these are these are you know talents and it may be that we have the players that are able to step up to be the new league Gregory already in in house but um we're not we don't know that at the moment so it's just an unknown quantity to the season if if Gregory does does go whereas I think if he stays if the club is able to be ambitious and keep him and prepared to take the financial loss we know what we're going to get we know we're going to get like I say the 30 to 40 goal haul between Morrison and Greg's yeah, I think as well comes the bit, sort of going what you're saying, is if we can keep him in this window, the problem then becomes January. Yes. <laughs> and I'm not being funny. If Lee Gregory does stay in this transfer window and he signs a contract, it still doesn't mean he's staying in January. No, all no, it'll no, mean no, is no. Mill will get another million pound for him. Yeah. That's all it'll mean because they'll have to buy him out of basically the contract, whatever he signs with Mill, which, if that happens and we're sitting top of the league, top three in January, and Lee Gregory's got 15 goals already, and Millwall are sitting pretty, and we get £3 million in January for him. 
you know, that's probably the best case scenario if he goes to go then. Yeah. When we've at least got some points and we know what we what need we're facing to down. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's going to be the story of the season. Um, it might be a story that's over quite quickly if he does go at the end of August or if, as you say, if he does hang on for the, the January window, it's certainly going to be the thing that defines um, the Millwall season, really, because he has become such a vital player. And the other thing that strikes me, and I think we said it on the round table show, is who would have thought that? Because, I mean, there were points in his early career where I think one or two of us, and I put my hand up, I thought maybe he wasn't up to scratch. You know, maybe the leap from... Halifax non-league into football league or EFL as we now got to call it, really? uh, <laughs> EFL man um, was maybe a little bit too much, um, but he's proven that wrong with the right service and the right club. Yeah, I, I think so. I think there's two seasons. There's I think we'll finish top if we keep Gregory, and yeah. that is an honest statement for myself. I do think we'll walk it. I, I really do. I don't see any danger from any other club. We've lost one player, which was Mark Beavers, which a lot of people didn't think was over the amazing anyway. Um, no, I, 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 didn't really, mind him. I didn't mind him, but I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, and we've seemed to have gained realistically at the end of last season, we were the second best club in the second half of the season. We started badly and we only finished nine points behind, behind top. You know, this season we've started with a win without Lee Gregory. We may be sitting here going, well, we'd be doing well to finish in the top half the table. If you take 25 goals out of any side, you'd be struggling to finish I suppose the, the other area that we've got, and I think Neil Harris alluded to this in the week on the news at Den, um, we've become accustomed to Jordan Archer and the quality that he brings. That He wasn't tested today, so um, he had one or two saves to make, but nothing, nothing particularly out of his comfort zone. But the backup goalkeeper behind him, we've now lost David Ford. Um, rightly, I think, moved on to Pompey, and um, everyone wishes him well. Um, Tom King is an unknown quantity, and behind him, I think, is it Harry Gerling? I think behind him. So the backup goalkeeper, if Archer does um, get injured, suddenly looks a little bit weak. I'm just wondering whether. Um, that might be an area at the club strengthening. You wouldn't spend your two million for Lee Gregory on it, but certainly somebody coming with a bit of experience would be useful, wouldn't it? I, th- I think the only thing is with keepers is there's a lot of goalkeepers that are okay uh, okay to be backup goalkeepers. I think it's not a position that, I mean, you rarely touch wood. Jesus Christ, let's touch wood when I say yeah, this. Yeah, it's I'm not a position wood, where yeah, when you, uh, you don't get many injuries <clears throat> no. and... You know, um, I mean, I remember back when we had Willie Gray as number two to Tony Warner. So, uh, yeah, you know, you can have two quality goalkeepers and they they are limited normally sub-goalkeepers. But I, th- I think Neil would sort that out on an emergency loan deal or something. I don't think we need to bring in a, a, a wage that we'd need to... I'd rather us bring in a left-back, to be honest, if I was going to say any position where I think we are weakest... Um, left back look a little bit light, don't we? Um, I mean, Martin, as I say, was creaky, but that's there's there's reasons behind that today. Um, I'm, I, does the emergency loan system still exist, or are they going to do away with that? Weren't they? I, I don't know how I, that functions. I, I don't know. I think they've got. I think you've got like loan windows. Okay. A really weird thing where they sort of come in to help clubs out. I, right. I in, don't know. Yeah, everything's done to make sure that uh, to make sure the EFL, as we now will call it, will stay miles behind the <laughs> Premier League. E- EFL. <laughs> It sounds like it sounds like we're all about to go on a march through London and get sort of bad publicity. Like that's what we need anyway. But you know, we could do that without a name change, mate. Don't worry about that. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there'll be instances this season. I'm sure. So we're top of the table. I'm looking at the BBC website as I'm talking to Harry here, and we'll we will proudly top of the table after one game. Goal difference three points three above Gillingham. Um, so, interesting start to the season. Um, we've actually got quite a crowded calendar in, in August. I think there's a game in midweek. Is, there, is it a League Cup game? Is it Barnet, I think? Um, is it still called the League Cup or oh, has it been changed to the, the AFL? The Checker Trade Trophy. <laughs> that's not it, is it? The, that's, the, uh, that's the controversial <laughs> big, new version. Big, big Bob's Beepers <laughs> the Emporium the and Cup. Warehouse. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I know we've got we've got a few games um, and I think Milton Keynes is, is next weekend. I'm away for that one, so I can't cover that one for you your listeners but um i suppose that you know early on you're looking to conserve energy and i think very much mill did conserve energy once they went three goals ahead today um i think we probably reached the end of all we can say about today's strange game don't you yeah we're top of the table 
uh, as long as we're there come May the 4th or whenever the fuck it is when it finishes I, I don't care because I've backed us to win the league which you is backed sh- us to sh- win the league I have I, but I was there right last season I said we're getting the playoffs and uh, we got in the playoffs and we lost the day after my birthday and fucked that up for me so um, yeah <laughs> we, done that. we sorted that right out for me there we are listeners Harry Warren is the Nostradamus of Millwall you heard it here first we're going to win the league yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no show next week, dear listeners. So I'll be back in two weeks' time after I've been to the sunny climate of Portugal. So speak to you soon. You've been listening to Octoon Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall News this week, and we are out of here. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.